We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. What are the answers to some of life's most important questions? Actually, you can't avoid answering these questions because you already do. It happens simply by how you have chosen to structure your priorities, spend your money, and use your time. Tune in as we interview pastors and leaders throughout the valley discussing the must-answer questions on The Form Show. Welcome to the Forum Show. Mark Lucas here, Faith Talk 1360, and also listening in the beautiful podcast world. What a joy it is for me, week in and week out, to interview people from all across the planet, all across this beautiful world that God has given us, to be able to navigate questions. My heart and my desire is that God would use these conversations to be catalytic for you to experience a deeper, richer faith in the Lord. One of the things that I've realized a lot throughout the journey of life is that we are going to face storms. It's not if, it's when we face storms. And the reality is we have these moments where we've got to lean in, really go deep inside of ourselves, deep inside of the faith that we have in the Lord, and ask ourselves practically, Lord, would you lead me to be an overcomer? When I hit these massive, dark storms of life, lead me to be an overcomer. That's where we're headed today. I cannot wait to introduce you to Beth Thorpe, She's a philanthropist, an author, a speaker, co-founder and executive director of the Mitchell Thorpe Foundation. It is a public 501c3 organization. Love this mission. Their mission is to support families whose children suffer from life-threatening illnesses, diseases, and disorders by providing financial, emotional, and resources to their desperate situation. Best new book, A New Creation was written as a labor of love for his son, Mitchell, who passed away from an undiagnosed illness after five years searching the planet for answers. This journey took her and the family's life experiences and turned it from tragedy into inspiration to help other children fighting for their tomorrows. Beth, thanks so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Mark, for having me here. It's so good to have you here, and it's been really a joy to be able to spend some time connecting with you over the phone and to be able to really hear God's story through you and through your husband, Brad. Why don't we just really start with, how did the Mitchell Thorpe Foundation come about? Yes, um, the Mitchell Thorpe Foundation obviously is in memory of our beautiful son, Mitchell, our firstborn child, and who passed away from an undiagnosed illness after five years taking him across the nation, in and out of different hospitals, hundreds and countless doctors later, trying to find a diagnosis and a cure for him. The symptoms 
uh, came on at age 13, and he passed at 18. And we, we took that tragedy and that pain, and we put it into a purpose to help other families and children going through what we went through. It was definitely not a walk that you wish upon anyone going through, especially um, couples, because statistically anyone caring for a terminally ill child and in divorce or separation due to the hardship, not only the pain, the fear, the financial, you name it, it's one of the hardest things um, parents have to overcome. And when we went through it, there wasn't anything like our organization out there, and it was in my deepest pain of grief, curled up in a ball in bed after his passing, I didn't want to be on the planet anymore. Literally, it's like a knife mm. in my heart. Right. And I couldn't take the knife out of my heart. It was just so painful. And God spoke to my spirit deep within me, as he does, that still small voice. And he said, this is not the end. This is the beginning. And I sat up in my bed, and I was like, what do you mean by that? I looked up to the heavens, what do you mean by that? And it, literally, it was like that same week, my husband was at the local church here, and he was hearing about two boys he coached in baseball. One had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, one had lymphoma, both middle-class families trying to make ends meet. Everyone knows everybody. Everyone wants to help. And he heard that small voice in his spirit saying, we need to form a foundation, form a bridge to help other families going through what we went through. So he came home to tell me that, and he said, God spoke to my spirit. I'm we need to form a foundation to help others. Beth, going through what we went through, and I looked at him, and I was like, you want to do what? <laughs> I said, what? I'm like, we don't know anything about starting a foundation. And and then I just had to sit back and realize, oh, maybe that's what God meant, that yeah. this is not the end, that this is the beginning. And so that was the start of it, and um, it started in 2009, and so here we are, almost Fourteen years later, we've given back over 2.8 million into the community, helping families with children. It's our ministry now that um, how we have to go into hospitals and talk to young families. I mean, it's 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 a challenge, no question, but it's a beautiful thing. So God does know how to take what was meant for evil and turn it for good, for His glory, and um, that's what came of it. And that's how I began to write our story. It's so powerful because at the end of the day, every listener out there right now, there's a very similar meta narrative that God wants to speak to us as we walk through storms. And it's hard for us to even empathize and fully imagine just the pain that you must have walked through along with your husband to lose your son at the young age of 18. But in the midst of that, in the midst of hearing the voice of the Lord for you and your husband, this is not the end, it's the beginning. And I believe that that is a sentence that God would want and desires to speak to all of us as we walk through storms in life, because here's the reality and here's the truth. When Jesus is in the upper room and he's having some of these final conversations with his disciples, in the midst of that, he's telling his disciples about the Holy Spirit. And there's so many different names that he could have given to the Holy Spirit, but really the Holy Spirit 
predominantly the name that he gives there in Greek is the Holy Spirit is a comforter, because he would know that we would need to be comforted, and he would know that we would need to walk through dark storms in life and to be overcomers. So I love this sentence because the reality is, no matter the storm you're in right now, and your storm I can't even fathom how incredibly painful and hard and the lifelong grieving process, but to know that when you hear this is not the end, it's the beginning, and then to know that 2.8 million given back and you've helped thousands, God wants to do immeasurably more than we could ever imagine or dream in us and through us as we continually walk with the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, and know this is not the end, it's the beginning. So as we transition into, really, walk the listeners through how you and your husband were able to overcome such obstacles and tragedy. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think the first thing is know who you are in Christ. Because God says that we are an overcomer. And if you don't know this or believe this in reality, you won't experience it. So knowing that you are an overcomer is the first step. And believe who God says who you are. And believe that you'll overcome in every situation life throws at us. Because life's going to throw us a bunch of curveballs. And it's so important, as it says in Proverbs 23.7, for as he thinks in his heart, so he is. So... The first step for us, and Brad and I have always been believers, and, you know, people always say, well, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, <laughs> why did this happen? And, you know, you're like, you, God's ways are, are not our ways, and this is not something that we ever thought would be written into our script of our life. But it really is how you react to it and what, how you deal with it is really important. So you really, as a married couple, um, have to have that strong foundation and know who you are in Christ to be an overcomer. Um, secondly, I would say, for me and for my husband, uh, we we just stay intimate with God. We just stay in His Word. Um, even when it was so hard, I, I had to always run to Him, to God. People would come be at the house praying for us, praying over Mitchell, praying over, and I would go to the Bible all the time and say, God, what's happening here? Why are, where are you? Why aren't you healing our son? But at the same time, we were faithful with staying intimate with him. And because God wants to be that friend. He wants to be that father you've never had. And he wants to bless us. Even though at times it felt like, where are you, God? Hmm. Why aren't you answering our prayers? I don't, I, he was there. Right. But sometimes it might not be in our timing or our will, and it's his will. And I had to learn that the hard way, um, being a mom, and and even my husband. We were like two pit bulls hanging on to Mitchell, trying to do everything in our power to keep him here on earth, to help him, try to figure out what was going on with him. And it finally brought us to my knees, our knees, of total surrender. And I had to get to that point of that. But... Um, Staying intimate with God was really important for us um, as a couple, even though we were walking through it. It just, it, it was definitely hard for sure. And then thirdly, I think we have to believe in our hearts what Christ has done for us on the cross. Um, he 
he secured that victory through his death and resurrection. And and for me and my husband, we got really strong in how to armor ourselves every day with God. And your listeners who are believers know this with Ephesians 6, 10, how to armor. Because we were up against the enemy big time. And it was understanding how to use that authority of telling Satan to get his hands off our marriage, off my son, and the attacks kept coming. I have never been in a situation where we've ever had to live like this. It was like I was wrestling with him in the dirt, mm. you know. And um, But sometimes things, and we need to know how to use that authority um, in Christ, because God does give that to us, uh, to be more of that overcomer, to be that warrior. And because people who came to know us and our story, it was unbelievable, Mark. So many people were drawn to us, and because of that, their walk became stronger because of our warrior son, Mitchell, of everything he had to go through and our family went through, and it made people draw to us. They were unbelievably like, I can't believe what you are enduring. This is going on for five years, and then you know, all eyes in the community are on us. I mean, at Mitchell's funeral service, there were 1,800 people packed in the church mm. and standing room only, and people came up to us. I mean, there was a mother. There was a two-hour procession after the funeral. A mother came up to me crying and weeping, and she said, you make me be a better mother. Mm. I mean, it was just like I'm consoling her, and I just said, okay, Holy Spirit, you'll have to work on her. She brought her here to me. Um you know, I, God just works in um, amazing ways, and sometimes we will never know how our story has touched so many people through the community and um, through our walk. And it's interesting how people observe, and they watch you. You know, how are they handling this? You're Christians. How are you handling this? You're not crumbling, but you you pulled yourself together and, um, and got it together. Um, the fourth thing I would say to believers is to act on that truth of the word. We're, we're really big on that of, you know, God says, be doers of the word and not just hearers of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all about applying that. And we discovered that God never wastes a tragedy. And as God and Mitchell were speaking to our spirits with purposeful signs after his passing, I, I document it and put it in the book of the signs and wonders that God showed us um, is photographed in the book. And um, we learned how to love others in action and in truth, which ultimately uh, created this supernatural phenomenon, this ripple effect that drew people to us and ultimately transformed many people's lives for the glory of God. I've never seen anything like it mm-hmm. in my life. And and we just happened, I think, I looked at my husband sometimes, I, this is not a walk that we would have chosen. My husband was in a totally different industry. He was in the fitness and in, in sales and marketing, for, and I was in the fashion industry, and we threw it all away, and it was through our healing that when we came out of it, uh, we'll talk about it in the next session on the show of our healing, of how we discarded our previous lives, and it transformed us, because really Christianity is all about transformation, right? Yeah. It, it all the time our lives are being transformed and it's a lifelong process 
And I looked at my husband and I said, I don't want to do anything else on this planet unless it has eternal significance. Mm. And he looked at me and he said, well, okay then. So I said, well, okay then, you know, as the wife speaks. So anyway, and then again, little as we didn't know, we didn't know what that meant because the foundation wasn't formed yet. Right. It wasn't there. So anyway, and I would tell your listeners, you know, use your authority, know who you are, stand firm to be that warrior, that conqueror. To this day, we hold our Warrior Spirit 5K run walk every year in memory of my son, Mitchell. And we walk in that. Joshua 1.9 is our Bible verse we put on all the t-shirts, our hats. And, you know, and God commanded Joshua before he went into battle, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified or discouraged. The Lord thy God is with you. I am with you. And that was our mantra through our walk. Through I heard that Bible verse when I sat in church one day, and it resonated so strongly with me. I took it home when Mitchell was first sick and um, said it to him. I said, you are a conqueror, Mitchell. You are going to beat this. You know, And I just kept praying life into him. And we used that Bible verse all the time. And I would say, lastly, stand in your faith. You know, faith is such that spiritual force given to us by God, and it's really, it's supernatural. And, you know, faith, we know God created the existence here through his faith. And faith is the victory that has overcome the world. So people have said to me, oh, Beth, I don't have the faith that you have. I said, yes, you do. I said, you, you, you have to learn to exercise your faith by going to the gym. Right. Get that Bible out. You have to get into God's Word. Know, faith is that knowing that things can be done. It's that inner conviction. It's like that profound knowing before reality confirms it. It's that unshakable assurance that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that faith. And, and, you know, people have heard this before, but I always like to say it that, you know, faith doesn't, always take you out of the problem. Faith takes you through the problem. Mm-hmm. And faith doesn't always take away the pain that you're going through. But your faith will give you that ability to handle the pain and whatever's being tossed at you. And faith doesn't always take you out of the storms of life. Faith's going to calm you in the midst of the storm. So when I keep that, and I tell people when they come into my home, I have things on my walls all the time of sayings and messages of of God and Bible verses just to keep your faith strong and make it as reminders for you um, in your house uh, so you can look at it and see it every day because when you're walking this journey it's, it's a tough one and you're just really putting one foot in front of the other all the time and uh, it's those little moments to stay close to him uh, that helped and uh, even in my son's room, I would fill it with just Christian music, and even in the hospital rooms that he would be in all the time, and I'd be playing Christian music. All the nurses would be drawn to his room, you know, and you know, we don't know their walk, but they were drawn, to, and they wanted to sit and talk with me. And it just the number of people that uh, we had we witnessed to um, mm-hmm. was unbelievable. And being an overcomer, I write about that in one of my chapters, because it was shortly after Mitchell passed, you know, my husband then ended up with throat cancer, 
and that was a whole other thing we had to go through. And then I ended up with a five center brain centimeter brain tumor. Hmm. This was six years later that um, left me paralyzed on the right side of my body. I couldn't. I had to learn to walk again, uh, feed myself, pick up a pen, uh, just everything, um, and talk about. But you know, when I, when I went through all that, I thought, you know, this is nothing in comparison to what I went through with my son. And people are like, oh, my gosh, how are you? You lost your son. Now Brad had cancer. Now I had a brain tumor, and, and I had to overcome that. But it's this power through the strength of God that keeps you going. And literally, I had my naturopath come to me while I'm in the hospital after surgery. He didn't want to do this, but he said, he came to me. He said, I see the anointing of the Lord on you. You're just, he said, I hate to ask you this, but my son wants to commit suicide, and I know how strong your faith is. Would you mind bringing, bringing him? Can you pray for him? And this, I'm in my hospital room, in the bed. <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh. I said, well, of course, Glenn. I mm. said, bring your son. So the next day he shows up in my hospital room. My husband and I were there, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't move my whole right side. But at least, you know, I said, God, you didn't take my voice away, and I can use my left side, so I'm good to go. Right. <laughs> right. So it's like he, I patted the bed, had the young man sit next to me, but make long story short, we laid hands on him, prayed over him. But you never know how God's going to use you. And when you start exercising your strength and authority, which I think more Christians need to do, mm-hmm. and not willow, be strong in your faith. Don't be afraid. People will see it resonate from your being. And they were drawn to you, and they want to know what makes you tick, what makes you the way you are. I want what you have, right. and just a beautiful way to open that door for your testimony. I love it. Out of your family's faith journey and what you guys have walked through, and it's really hard for me to completely fathom and just really absorb right now all that you've walked through, out of that was birth a new creation finding meaning in the midst of tragedy, this beautiful book that the Lord has birthed through you in your testimony and your family's journey. Tell the audience what you hope they will get out of this book and also where they can find the book, Beth. Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, my, my hope is that this book, and from what I hear from people who've already read it, uh, they said it's a page-turner and that their spirits were touched by our story and how their hearts have been opened and touched by reading all of the rich promises that God has for them, too, through the, by reading it. Mm. It's an easy read. There's photographs and pictures after each chapter, so it's a really easy read. And that's what keeps people wanting to see what happened next. And my hope is that our story will bring your audience and whoever picks up the book peace, love, joy, perseverance, and to fight the good fight of faith in their life every day. And where they can find it? Well, it just got released worldwide the end of June, so it's only been out a couple months, and I'm on a book tour now. They can order it wherever books are sold online or at bookstores, or they can go to my website for a signed copy, anewcreation.org. And with every book purchase, um, you get a free ebook. It'll talk to you about that at the end of the book, and it will also go to the proceeds to help another family and a child fighting for their tomorrow. And an exciting thing for the audience is that I am 
flying out from California to be at the Barnes & Noble's grand opening in Tempe, October 1st and 2nd. They're bringing out several authors, and I will be one of them. So that's another opportunity to come out and meet me in person. Uh, I can sign some books and speak life into you or whatever it is you need. So there's lots of opportunities. I love it. And I definitely encourage the listeners to be there October 1st and 2nd at the Barnes & Noble in Tempe to be able to spend some time with you, Beth, to be able to pray with you, to be able to have them uh, receive their book and have it signed by yourself. What a beautiful opportunity for us to have this conversation today. And I know I've taken away so much from this conversation today. And I think one of the things that I'll end with that really, really stuck out to me is this important step in the different steps practically you gave us to be an overcomer in the world is to be able to be doers of the word and then to really from that learn to love others in action and in truth. One of my favorite passages in 1 John talks about, Dear children, let us not just love with words or in tongue, but in actions and in truth. And the ability we have as followers of Jesus to really say, Lord, I want to love people well today in the very action and the very outward showing of my faith in how I really spend time with people in these interactions that you give me today. And it's not just lip service. It really is walking out my faith because we know that faith without works is dead. And we have an opportunity to really do that and allow ourselves to understand as we wake up in this day that we are an overcomer and that we can really hold on to that and know that in Romans 8.37, I'll end with this, the Lord would tell us this, all of us listening right now as children of God, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. To conquer is to be victorious over an adversary. To be more than a conqueror means we are only achieved victory, but we are overwhelmingly victorious. Thank you, Beth, for being my guest today. Thanks for listening to The Form Show. We'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Well,